Hello everyone! Welcome to the live readings for chapter 23 to 27, as I realized I didn't put in the live chat into my stream. Give me a second. Uh, we're gonna do that right now. We had a light delay today. We were waiting for one more voice actor to pop in that is still sound asleep. So we'll be subbing in for that character for today. Uh, but yeah, without further delay, let's get right into introductions. I know I'm late. You can all shut up. Alright, let's go into intros. Top to bottom. Uh, let's start off with Beatrice. Hello, I'm Kikid484, and I'll be voicing Beatrice, Beatrice as well as a narrator. Hello, I'm Kyle, and I will be playing Amelia. Hey everyone, I'm Super. I usually play Garfield, but today I'll be narrating. Hello. Oh, me. No. Yeah, you. Oh, for some reason, I was expecting Hollow to introduce himself. <laughs> okay, I'm Jace. I'm the sound director. Hello. Uh, hello, I'm Pat Kearley, and I'm a narrator, and that's all I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> hello, I'm Wolf, also known as Wolfcore, and I'm voicing Subaru. All right, Yay. moving on. Hello, everybody. I'm Awulu. Regulus Corneus is who I'll be acting, and I'm just along for the ride, so... Great to have you all here. Hey, I'm the Lightning Eagle, and I am voicing Ricardo today. Uh, have a good stream chat. <laughs> hey, I'm Conda, and I'm subbing for Sirius today until Gold potentially gets back. Uh, that's potentially. We had a long delay the last time. <laughs> all right. So we're going to be reading chapters 23 to 27. Yes, five chapters. It's going to be a long stream. Either we finish or my computer crashes. One of the two is going to happen. So, we're going to get right into um, the chat. Just some housekeeping rules before we go into our live reading. If you want to follow along with us, there is a link in the description to a Google Drive file with an updated, revised, and proofread version of chapter 23 to 27. It includes the light novel images. So, if you want to follow along, go ahead and click that link. If you guys are gracious enough to become a channel member or donate during these streams, we'll be reading them in between chapters. So, we're going to basically be ignoring... Um, most of the chat and all donors and memberships until we do chapter discussions. And yeah, some of us, this is the first time we'll be hearing these chapters and we're going to just be going over what we read in between each one for a brief 10 to 15 minutes. So I hope you guys are all ready. And I believe the first chapter we're going to be reading today is going to be narrated by the narrator and that's all he'll ever be. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was a Mac user, and that's all he'll ever be. Not for long, <laughs> lol. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I love you for today's gift. Thank you. I love you too. Awesome. <laughs> Let's get right into. Does everybody have the chapter pulled up for twenty-three? We're right at the bottom yes, of uh... the old yeah. file. <clears throat> yes. Age forty-eight. Forty-eight. <sighs> a lot of us are tired. I am tired. I'm very tired, actually. All right. So without further delay, uh, Pat, you can take it away, man. Let's get right into this chapter. Arc 5, Chapter 23, Disrupted Situation. So, tell me what happened, in fact. Having left the park, Beatrice waited until they had left Amelia and the other's sight and slowed her steps, speaking up. Although she had slowed down to talk, Subaru grabbed her arm and led her forward. Subaru? 
Sorry. We have to talk where no one else is around. There are many things that I want to discuss thoroughly. But we don't have enough time. In fact, we have less than 15 minutes. I understand, I suppose. Explain while we talk, in fact. Beatrice marched along obediently as Subaru turned his face away, trying to hide his anxiety. The presence of his understanding partner lightened Subaru's heart, and he carefully sorted through the thoughts swimming in his mind as he tried to relay them to Beatrice. <sighs> the witch cult would attack the square we're heading to, and we have to stop their evil deeds. Witch cult... <laughs> Beatrice Brett caught, and she urged Subaru to continue. What troubled him were the rules and penalties for giving out information learned through Return by Death. Even if he had been able to safely relay Tibbets to Larkins, there was no certainty that he could do so with Beatrice. That was the nature of the Devil of Shadows who had hand-bound Subaru. The witch that interfered with Subaru's disclosure of information acquired via Return by Death would make a decision and pass judgement only after determining not only what Subaru was divulging, but also the person he was talking to. If that was not the case, then why had Amelia's heart been crushed after the secret had been revealed? That was the only explanation he could come up with. So that was why Subaru paid careful attention to what he told Beatrice. If it were just Subaru withstanding the pain, then that would be no problem. It was scary. It was. But it was not something he was unable to endure. However, if that devil's hands reached Amelia or Patrice, Subaru would be crippled by guilt. She might be forgiving to Subaru, but that which would be merciless to others. As usual, you can't say anything, I suppose. Sorry, I'm so unreasonable. Fine, in fact. I'll believe it without any bias, I suppose. They're Subaru's words, so Betty will believe them, in fact. Beatrice took Subaru's hand with her own, who bit back his own powerlessness. Saved by the warmth transmitted from the, that palm, Subaru searched for his next words. Serious. Wrath. Emotion-sharing. Soul-washing. Scrutinizing the information that could be conveyed. And he would share awareness of the danger with Beatrice, little by little. Ah. <sighs> First of all, the member of the Witch Cult is going to show up as the Sin Archbishop of Wrath, who is, uh, a freak. If that's the information that needs to be conveyed, then Betty thinks that Subaru is having bad thoughts, I suppose. I'm, I'm just probing what's safe and what's not. Anyway, there's something very important that we have to deal with. Her abilities. She can control emotions. Or is it sharing senses between people? Controlling emotions and sharing senses? Beatrice lifted her head. She was unable to imagine it in concrete terms. Of course, Subaru could also not clearly understand the effect of that authority. Explaining it is a little difficult. If the Sin Archbishop is overjoyed, then no matter how angry the people around her are, they will also feel happy. I don't really understand how that's a threat, in fact. It's this big thing where recognizing danger is impossible. No matter how dangerous the situation is, you don't get that feeling of crisis 
you'll accept it with delight and won't be able to correctly grasp the situation. Understand? A crying, pleading child who did not want to die had been cheered for by the masses. That they had found joy in everything in front of them. Horrifying. Subaru was sure that in that state, he would have been delighted up until the point a knife touched him, even if it meant his head would be disconnected from his body by that blade. I understand the sharing of emotions, I suppose. What about sharing senses, in fact? That's not all. When someone else feels pain, I'll feel it too. Soon Archbishop's head is cut off, then the heads of everyone watching it will also be cut off. As he explained further, his frustrations at the hopeless situation began to surface again. If you decapitated her, your head will also be chopped off. There were few abilities that would make one more hesitant to kill than that. He had been able to escape true return by death, so he could think of measures in advance now. But everyone affected by that authority before had no way of overriding that at all. Even if you try to catch her alive, then there's the possibility you'll go crazy just by being in the vicinity. If she dies, then we'll die too. She's really the worst kind of enemy. Troublesome alive or dead. On his second death, Subaru had been swallowed by fear and driven mad. The origin of that fear had been Luzbel, who desperately sought for help. However, on that occasion, Luzbel had continuously felt the horror that led up to that madness. It could be taken as meaning that Subaru had less mental fortitude than that boy. For Subaru, it was hard to say. I should have been better. Because it was hard to imagine that Luzbel, who he had spoken to earlier, would be able to resist such overwhelming terror. Something other than that just being made to share fear must have killed Subaru in his second death. Something beyond just sharing emotions and sentences. Senses. Without the knowledge of what that was, finding a strategy that could defeat Sirius would be difficult. Subaru did not continue to speak, but he kept a grip on Beatrice's hand nonetheless. Obviously, he had taken Beatrice, but he had still not found a solution. As such, Beatrice would probably be entangled in a battle with no real hope of victory. What should he do? The easiest thing to do would be to have Reinhardt take Sirius alive. Considering the possibility of madness being induced, Subaru considered just summoning Reinhardt like last time, give enough explanation and have him capture Sirius. Why not call Reinhardt before Sirius appeared? Before the sudden attack on the square, he would talk to Larkins again, warning him of the life-threatening danger and Reinhard would be called to deal with the crisis. Reinhard would not attack instantly, without asking for details. Even if Subaru explained why he made an emergency call, there would be at least a few minutes until Sirius would make a move. I'm an idiot. No, I'm a moron. If Reinhard's called, and Sirius is going to react immediately, there won't be time to explain, and everything will speed up, just like last time. Subaru needed to inform Reinhardt before his battle with Sirius started. Could he do it? Subaru had no confidence that he would be able to express his thoughts in time. In that previous loop, although he had wished to tell Reinhardt to capture her, his mouth had disobeyed him and joined the crowd in yelling, 
kill her. This was an undeniable precedent. Subaru, there's still more bad news, in fact. Seriously? I don't want to hear more bad news. I understand, I suppose. But I have to tell you, Betty would be useless in a battlefield with Reinhardt, in fact. I'd just be a cute little girl, I suppose. Huh? Beatrice spoke suddenly, her eyes downcast. Because of his constitution, Reinhardt acts as a beacon for Mana, in fact. It's like it doesn't belong in this world, I suppose. The surrounding Mana in the atmosphere will follow him blindly, causing damage to the environment, which becomes a shackle to him, in fact. Spirits and magic users will be unable to use Mana, and I won't be able to do anything, I suppose. What? The... That there should be such a thing. Even as he said so, Subaru realized that it was nothing so unthinkable. On the day Subaru had been summoned to this world, Reinhardt and Elsa had fought a battle over the insignia that qualified Amelia for the royal selection in that final loop. While treating Old Man Rom, Amelia had mentioned that if Reinhardt revealed his true ability, magic would be ineffective, Subaru recalled. If Reinhardt can solve the problem, then it wouldn't matter if Betty can't do anything in fact. But, if Reinhardt isn't enough... Paco won't have the option of being useful. The fantasy was also killed. Just his presence would cause all magic to cease functioning. Calling Reinhardt would now be counterproductive. Awful, 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 awful. What a disaster. Subaru could no longer see any light. Had he been right or wrong in calling Reinhardt? What about bringing Beatrice? What would be the correct procedure here? Should he ignore Sirius and give priority to the task of saving the people in the square? In that case, Sirius would only find another place to do the same thing. There was no point. As he complicated, as he contemplated, Anxiety began to burn through Subaru's mind. Subaru expended as much effort as he possibly could in desperate search of a solution, but could find none. Even so, time ticked on mercilessly, leaving Subaru behind. Subaru, we are at the square in fact. <sighs> Hearing her, Subaru suddenly looked up and saw the square. The two had arrived at their destination, which would soon be marked by tragedy. No solution had been found yet. Their time limit had been cut short, little by little. The white clock tower, the crowded square. There were less than 10 minutes before the tragedy would take place. Subaru's solution was insufficient. How to solve it correctly? What to do? Subaru! I might have come up a solution, in fact. As Subaru's face was taunt with tension, Beatrice spoke up. Subaru's blank mind was startled by her sweet voice. Came up with a solution? I might be wrong, I suppose. But Subaru's description of that Sin Archbishop's ability sounds familiar. I'm thinking of a higher-level magic called Neck that has a similar effect, in fact. Necked. Necked. 
It was a form of magic that Subaru had experienced in the past. With Nect, magic users could share the awareness and feelings of others. Indeed, it seemed similar to Sirius's authority. While wondering why he had not noticed at first, Subaru thought out loud. It's the same as Nect. Is there any counter for it? In the first place, countering Nect is unnecessary, I suppose. It is intended to unite comrades and express feelings, in fact. Using Nect as a weapon seems strange, I suppose. Beatrice gave her unhappy reply to an anxious Subaru. Subaru had once reluctantly shared his vision with Julius using Nect, so that the latter could defeat Petalgeuse, countering his unseen hands by making them visible. Nect's ability was used for co cooperation between allies. It was absolutely not the kind of magic that should be used to take hostages. Normally, there's a condition for Nect, in fact. Even trust, enough trust between the two parties so that a passage of mana can be established is necessary, I suppose. The Archbishop's authority probably has the power to circumvent such a condition, I suppose. So, her authority can forcibly achieve it. More than that. How to deal with it, I suppose. Shamak is the obvious answer, in fact. Shamak's son has arrived! It's too versatile! Subaru perked up at Patrice's proposal. Shamak was an incredibly familiar magic. In painful, hard, dangerous times, in the hopeless of situations, Shamak had always faced adversaries alongside Subaru. Prior to, prior to contracting Patrice, Subaru's main source of strength were Rem, Patrice, and Shamak. And even after the destruction of his own gate, through his contract with Patrice, Shamak was still helping Subaru. I see. Shamak, huh? Huh. If it's Shamak, then surely everything is somehow... Subaru seems to have an unusual level of trust for Shamak, I suppose. It's the most basic of yin magic, and really not help, really not that useful, I suppose. Even Bayako isn't allowed to badmouth Shamak like that! What made Subaru defend Shama to this extent, in fact? Beatrice listened to the incomprehensible ramblings with a sigh, then glanced around carefully while holding a finger up. Hmm. Shamak interrupts consciousness. It's a magic that forcibly disconnects one from their surroundings, I suppose. Subaru uses the magic strangely, in fact, but Betty doesn't have any problem with it at all. In other words? When that magic is cast on the crowd, everyone's mind will be blinded with Shamak, and it would be possible to escape the effects of the authority of the Sin Archbishop, in fact. Though, I'm worried about whether I can stop it from affecting Subaru, I suppose. Beatrice spoke with confidence, and Subaru clenched his hands with excitement at this new glimmer of hope. Alright. Good. I'll be depending on your magic. Then... What's next? Aside from Reinhard, who can defeat the Sinar Bishop, in fact? <laughs> With Reinhard, Beatrice would not be able to use her Shemak strategy. Therefore, he needed to be excluded from their calculations. However, on this occasion, Reinhard was perhaps the only one who could defeat Sirius. Speaking of which, since Betty needs to use Shemak on people the moment the Archbishop is defeated, 
Betty won't be able to fight, in fact. That's right. Then... We're back at square one. Without Beatrice's backing, Subaru would almost certainly be unable to, to defeat Wrath. Without his trump card, just his whip alone would not allow him to escape unscathed. At that time, it seemed like there were other people who could fight in that square. Subaru taught of the first time at the square. Upon detecting a threatening presence in the tower, several people reacted immediately. A beastman, a blindfolded woman, a serious-looking businessman, and Larkins. Excluding Larkins, how would the remaining tree fare? Adding Subaru to their number would total four, and would that mean that victory was in sight? What a stupid train of thought. Asking strangers to trust me. I don't think there's anything I haven't thought of now. Hmm. That's where I come in, because I know what I'm capable of. A sudden voice from behind pierced into his hopeless thoughts. At that all-too-familiar voice, Subaru and Beatrice looked back in surprise, standing behind the two with their hands on their hips. Uh, Emilia-tan, why are you here? Subaru seemed to be acting strange, so I was worried that something bad was happening. It looks like I was excluded. That's one of Subaru's bad traits. Having been criticized, Subaru pressed his mouth shut. Astonished at Amelia's sudden appearance, he could not respond. She should not be here. He did not want her to be there. Beatrice took his place and looked at Amelia. You should have stayed at the park, in fact. Why did you come, I suppose? I just couldn't wait. Subaru told me to stay, but Priscilla told me otherwise. That woman in red. She said that if I didn't follow you, I'd certainly regret it. When I caught up and saw that nothing happened, I thought about leaving quietly. But you two seemed to be discussing something serious, so I couldn't go back. Emilia had been influenced, and the face of the villain who had been driven her decision came to mind. Subaru gritted his teeth, mentally cursing Priscilla and her arrogant, disruptive meddling. That malicious whimsy had perfectly arranged the situation Subaru wanted to avoid the most. Emilia-tan! I'm... I'm happy! I'm glad! So, from now on... The witch cult will appear. I heard you loud and clear. So even if Subaru tells me to go back, I won't. I'm not just another person's business to me either. Amelia! He was not trying to keep Amelia out of danger for no reason. He spoke sharply, desperate to drive Amelia away. She must not meet the witch cult. Subaru could not quite articulate why, but it was not born of anything like stubborn protectiveness. He instinctively understood that it must not be allowed. Amelia absolutely could not meet the witch cult. To Amelia, that cult was a poison to be avoided. Although that held true for the majority of people born in this world, Amelia was a special case. We'll manage something. Amelia doesn't need to be involved. This has nothing to do with you. Even so, what if Subaru is hurt if I'm not there? 
I'd never let that happen. If Subaru fights, I'll fight by his side. If Subaru wants to protect something, I'll do my best. And since Subaru will certainly protect me... I also want to protect Subaru. I promised I wouldn't cry like that anymore. Amelia spoke with an unyielding heart. In order to keep her away from danger, Subaru had to summon every drop of his courage, face adversity with a heart of steel. However, Subaru, right now, was afraid. He was terrified of fighting. Three times. Three times Subaru had lost to Sirius, and three times he had lost his life. No matter how experienced he was with death, he still died so many times in such a short span of time. Death was horrible, unacceptable, and no matter how much he experienced it, he could never grow used to it. Having his life taken was completely unreasonable. That denied himself, trampled on his existence, insulted his soul. It was something that stole from him. Although he tried to cover everything up with frivolity, Subaru could not brush off everything that affected him. Even while strawberry maintaining that he had people he wished to protect, he could never cast off his weak heart that was afraid to die. Natsuki Subaru, no matter what, had not been able to overcome that weakness. Subaru, you should give up, in fact. Beatrice. Emilia is stubborn, I suppose. She won't change her mind, in fact. Betty also understands Amelia's feelings, I suppose. Betty wants to protect Subaru the same way. Betty isn't able to deny her that, in fact. Beatrice was the key to their strategy, and also the party, the party who called the shots. If she waved the white flag, then Subaru would not be unable to resist. Amelia looked to Subaru sincerely, and Beatrice sweetly. Under their gaze, Subaru finally gave in. The witch cultists will target you. If that happens, think of yourself as priority. Mm-hmm. I understand. Even if I'm caught, Subaru will definitely save me. I believe in you, and I'll do my best. Don't jinx it. So, how much of our conversation did you hear? Having been accepted by Subaru, Emilia gave a relaxed smile. She touched her fingers to her lips. Hmm. I heard the gist of it. The witch cult is going to wreak havoc with a magic like Necht, which block. During that, I have to work hard to beat that villain. <laughs> That's a childlike way of understanding it. But it works. Emilia-tan, can I depend on you? Leave it to me. I'm plenty strong. Emilia makes a guts pose with her hands in front of her chest. That lovely action showed a certain lack of tension, but she seemed to have understood the situation. Subaru felt restless and useless about relying on Amelia. Moreover, the timing of Beatrice's magic was difficult for him to get a grasp on, which made it another element of anxiety. But... Amelia Tan and Berko are both here, so I can't fail! Instead of feeling anxious, 
The boy used that to fuel his determination. Tights. It's almost time. Between Patrice's proposal and Amelia's arrival, more than half of the remaining time had gone by. They would have to try their best responding to Sirius's appearance. If possible, it would be preferable to knock Sirius down from the tower while keeping Luzbel safe inside. Amelia Tan. Soon a strange person will appear on the tower. Attack them with a big shot first. Having her fall from the tower will be ideal. Afterward, Becca will prepare her spell. So, when we get the signal, we'll start the fight. I understand. Although I do not know if things will go that smoothly, but I'll try. Amelia's expression stiffened, and both Subaru and Patrice nodded at each other. The plan was set. She's here! A figure could be seen moving about in the clock tower's window. A slender body wrapped in a black cloak, coat and a head wrapped in bandages. The ends of her chain, hanging from her hands, struck the ground with a rattling sound as the monster looked down at the square. The people there had yet to notice that anomalous presence. Sirius stood on her stage, shaking her body and opening her arms as though admiring the people, who were unprepared for that imminent threat. And then she clapped and made a sound. The eyes of the people who heard the sound were drawn to the monster, and her speech would begin. <sighs> Swallowing, Subaru witnessed the arrival of the moment with a sigh. With imposing gestures, Sirius raised her chest to speak fiercely. Alhuma! A huge icicle appeared in front of the tower, hitting Sirius who stood on the edge. The tick icicle, which was around the size of five people, struck the wall of the clock tower with a violent crash. An icicle speared through the front of the tower, and the walls split apart. Subaru's jaws dropped in amazement, seeing the tip of the icing piercing the tower. Immediaton? Subaru said we needed to strike first, so I did. Did I mess up? No! Shutsu Kashita! I just didn't expect you to attack before her introduction. Subaru had not mentioned for her to act yet, and was surprised that Amelia had judged Sirius as a threat at a glance. Now the biggest problem would be her behavior, since Sirius had been equally unprepared. Maybe the blow had even taken her out. Moreover, the panic crowd seemed to be entirely fine, so perhaps Sirius had indeed been incapacitated before her sense-sharing had been activated. That had been entirely thanks to Amelia's great contribution. Bearco, what do you think? First of all, think of a way to address the people around us who are misunderstanding, in fact. As Beatrice's surprise turned to pride, Subaru wanted to ask whether they had gotten serious. Emilia surveyed the destruction of the tower while Subaru slowly turned to face the uneasy crowd surrounding them. The Beastman and the blindfolded woman were there. How unfortunate. They were the people that Subaru had considered as possible allies in this battle. Uh, well, what do I do now? Explain that we didn't mean any harm? You better do that, Subaru. While Subaru scratched his head, pondering the explanation, 
Emilia suddenly grabbed his shoulder, placing herself in front of Subaru, who fell down on the floor. In that moment, a crack sounded through the air, and a blue sword of ice appeared in Amelia's hand. She assumed a battle-ready posture, facing down the crowd, aiming the tip of the sword towards them. Amelia-tan? You don't have to go that far! Not that. Look closely, Subaru. Their eyes look insane. Huh? Scared by Amelia's suddenly firm voice, Subaru surveyed the crowd around him and could not help but exclaim. Like Amelia had said, their eyes held no trace of sanity. The people around them were tomato red from the neck, the blood vessels in their faces on the verge of bursting, bloodshot eyes glaring at Subaru's group. Rather than doubting their sanity, Subaru saw they were indubitably full of mad fury. Beko, What about Shamak? It failed, I suppose. What? This magic is fundamentally different from Net. No. It's evil, in fact. This is nothing like magic, I suppose. A curse. It is magic, in fact! Beatrice raised her voice in anger, and Subaru could only answer with a frown. He was not sure of the specifics, but Beatrice's Operation Shemak had not worked. He understood the issue but not, but had no solution, and there were further problems. Then, the masses had been completely engulfed by madness. It stinks. 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 It was a terrible, vicious sound, tenaciously cursing everything in the world. With the sound of detonation, the wall of the cock tower collapsed. A crack ran through the icicle that had been embedded into the tower, and it shattered to pieces. Shimmering, the ice crystallized in the sun, accompanied by the faint sound of footsteps. The footsteps of an abomination. She was not unhurt. Half of her bandages wrapped around her face were stained with blood, which also dripped from her left arm and her chain. She had a terrifying appearance. Emilia's premeditated attack had no doubt played an effect. Only, it had also caused something undesirable. Disgusting! The stench of that woman, filthy and detestable! The stench of the half-devil who stole my husband from me! The stench of maggots, endless filth! Hate, I hate it so much! Burning it to cinders isn't enough! What are you saying? And that other woman, obviously not her, but she has such a similar stench! How shameless! The stench of rotting insects! Ah! The anomalous woman clutched her bleeding head with a harsh cry. Spit flew from her mouth as she ruthlessly stomped her feet. Subaru knew this odd behavior. It was wild as ever, but its direction was obviously different. My! Are you testing the love for my husband's spirit? For me, are you not satisfied with taking my husband from me? You half-witch whore! Gritting her teeth, 
she issued a wrathful cry as she leapt forward. Sirius, who had fallen from the tower, folded her arms overhead, and red flames sparked into life. They sprayed from both they sprayed from both arms, and a line of flame formed as she landed in the square. Exercising her limbs, armed with her flame, the monster raised her head. Emilia held her sword of ice ready as she stood in front of Subaru and Patrice, guarding them. Swinging her gaze back and forth, Sirius yelled with a furious voice. I am Sinod Bishop of the Witch Cult, representing wrath! Red flames gushing forth, she baited the crowd in heat as she raised her arms to the heavens. In a frenzied crisis completely different from the situation Subaru had expected, the madwoman introduced herself. Sirius Romani Conti! Fucking half-devil in spirit! I'll crush your corpses and scatter your ashes at my husband's tomb! 